This is Mia. This is Michelle. And this is Cassie. And we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello, all you Shadyside High alum. It's Donuts, Handcuffs, and the Ghost Whisperer when we take a look at the inner workings of the Shadyside Police tonight in episode 31, The Mind Raider. Shadyside Police are just stupid. (laughs) My question is, like, this guy's, is he in the Fear Street division? Yeah. He has to be. I don't know. I kind of felt like he was because. He has to be. As soon as she starts talking about visions, he's like. Yeah. Tell me everything. Right. That's why I think he has to be a shady side cop. First of all, he lives on Fear Street. So I feel like like that's a prereq, right? They're like, oh, no, no, no. If you're in North Hills, you cannot be on the shady side or the, the Fear Street squad. Like, you just don't know what it's like. It's only people who live on Fear Street. So. I mean, there was like forensic people and stuff there. So. Yeah. I think it was like Fear Street division. I you think, think so? Um, I still have questions about why he was allowed to investigate his own yeah. murder. Yeah, me too. That's, like, that's not a thing. I think, like, it is in small towns. No, it's like, not. Like, on TV. <laughs> on TV, in small towns, they <laughs> all the time. And we all know if it's on TV, it yeah. must be true. Right, well, where do you think Bob got his, like, research? Right. <laughs> yeah, Bob didn't do legit research. He didn't, like, he didn't, like shadow a police officer. Because... He watched Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> this came out in 1994. Law and Order is yeah. like. He watched, like, Mur- Murder She Wrote. <laughs> Murder She Wrote. <laughs> Wait, now I want to know when Law and Order started. Yeah, I was just going to look it up. It's been going for a long time. It might yeah, have been. In the early 90s. I just don't know exactly why. Oh, no. First episode was 1990. 1990. He did get it from Law & Order. Boom. Big Jerry Orbach fan, probably. Probably. I am also a fan of Jerry Orbach. He is the voice of Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. Really? Fact. Jerry Orbach, voice of Lumiere. He can! He's like the only one who does a French accent. I always assume he is the only one. I always assume he's a French person. Well, yeah, he's British. No, he's a British. Yeah, is it? Huh. It's been a minute since I saw that movie. Why doesn't Belle have a French accent? No one does except Lumiere. <laughs> Jerry Orbach is the only one who could do a French accent. No, hers is British. Really? Yeah. Why are they all British? Good question. I was wondering when they did the remake, like what when Emma Watson was yeah. like cast, I'm like, but she's British. They cast right. They're just sticking with what the original did. Yes, and that makes sense because they're all British. Gaston's name is literally Gaston. Yeah. How is he not? Yeah, how much more French can you get? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I also like that, like, the like regular people are Americans, but then the servants are all British. Well, don't you know that servants are always British? Yeah, like, butler's always British. Right. So maybe, like, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm like falling into one of Bob's like traps here, but I thought this book was really good. Like for a Fear Street book. I didn't hate it, but I mean, besides the title not making any sense, like to what she doesn't read mine. Right. Right. Besides right. that and the stupid romance. Right. I like, I thought this was like, I thought it got a little boring at parts. Yeah, I found it a little predictable and then was like, it was like that predictable that I started to doubt it mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, like I, I figured it out pretty quickly and then it was like, wait, no, what? No. And it was like, he was just trying to confuse me and I was kind of falling for it because I thought it was too predictable. I was like, it, I couldn't have figured it out this early. So I, I just, I, I, I found it a little predictable, but not necessarily in a bad way, because I, I like solving them. I do think that um, once it got towards the end, like once she went over to like talk to Sarah, from yeah. then on, I thought it was really fast-paced and there was a lot of things happening. Yeah. And I really liked that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I liked the beginning and the end. I think there was, like, I think you're right. There was a part in the middle that was just like, okay, whatever. But yeah. Like, every time she went on a date with that guy. story was interesting. Like, it was, like, the mom yeah. Yeah. and the powers. And yeah, 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 yeah. Like this mystery about this missing sister. Who is she? Yeah. Why is she, like, like, she was friends with his sister, but didn't know about the missing sister. I'm like, what's that about? Like, yeah. a lot of things got elements. Like, it could have been way better, of course. But right. Yeah. I wanted more about her mom. Me too. Yeah. I thought, we were gonna get, I thought it was going to be connected in some way. Yeah, that me too. Cool. Yeah. Or I, I wanted it to be connected. Yeah. I actually, um, yeah. when we get, when she um, discovers the body and Sarah sees the red fabric. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I apparently both had epiphanies because I remembered exactly like what the end was. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I never read this part. And I didn't know, I didn't remember anything about it until I got to that part and I was like, oh. (laughs) So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's, all these books I feel could be way better if they were like 50 pages longer and way more fleshed out and the characters were like, real characters and but it's not cardboard yeah the first yeah yeah definitely it had a lot of really good elements and a lot of it 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 definitely felt more complex right it wasn't just like this one thing happened right there there was a lot more things going on yeah other than her screaming no at apparitions a few times yeah i think yeah and let's disregard the fact that she decided this guy's shady ass was okay i think a lot of what she did made sense Mm -hmm. yeah we're like like yes that is a thing that i would do if i was in this situation so i didn't think she was as stupid as sometimes the main characters are until she started hanging out with Right. And so she started hanging out with dude. I was like, new favorite character ever. Because she worked in a library. <laughs> yeah. Likes to read and stuff. Like, she's shy, you know? Like, I'm like, this is, I like, and she was, like, smart. Girl smart. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I like this girl. But then she started hanging out with dude. But, um, <laughs> as smart as I thought she was. Because 
Because inside her mind was her her powers were telling her that he was bad, and she was just like, I'm gonna disregard that. Right. Kind of get it because it did happen to her before. See, I thought that was gonna come out that it was true, like that she was gonna run into them together, making out or something. Well, they it should have been. <laughs> oh, my powers are not like yeah, false. Right. That should have happened. Right. Like they never confirmed or denied. Like it was never confirmed or not confirmed. Right. Just that they denied it. Just because they denied it doesn't mean it wasn't happening. Right. All right. All right. Should we uh yeah, do the synopsis? Synopsis or cover? I never remember. Synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. You yelled at me last time. I didn't remember. <laughs> last time we did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. <clears throat> A bony hand beckons from a shallow grave. But only Ellie Anderson can see the skeletal hand. Ellie has visions. Visions of past secrets and future horrors. Her visions have led her to the body of a girl who has killed two years before. Now, her powers may help her find the murderer, unless he finds her first. Such a short synopsis. But honestly, one of the better ones. Yeah. It's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. I think this person might have actually read the book. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike whoever gave it the title. Right. Or drew the cover. Well, I mean, she's having a vision that she's afraid of? That happened. I guess, but she didn't really see a disembodied Melinda. And when she did, It definitely looks very ghosty. Yeah. And when she did see her, wasn't she wearing the red shirt she was wearing when she died? Wasn't it, like, in a picture frame? Yeah. The vision that she had? Yeah. It wasn't like she just saw her floating in the air. Yeah, I feel like she didn't actually, maybe later and towards the end, but throughout most of it, she saw, like, flashes of things. Like, she saw the knife, and she saw gold, and... Or she would, like, smell dirt. dirt. Right, yeah, yeah. Being buried, and, yeah. she did, but not as much. More like just faces. Yeah. It didn't seem like she saw like, a whole person standing there. Right. Um, which, honestly, I think was good. Like, the way that that sort of unfolded, the way her invi- her visions developed throughout the book was actually really good. You know what this cover is? What? This cover is Shady Guy's vision. He said he had a vision of her with Melinda standing near her. Oh, really? That's what he says at the mm. end. Hmm. I don't care about his she vision. She had a shit look on her face. <laughs> dumb. No one cares oh. about his visions. He didn't help find a murderer. No, he didn't do shit. Yeah, he did plenty, but it was all <laughs> shit. Seeing too much is murder. That's the tagline. Like, what kind of tagline? <laughs> what does that even mean? Seeing too much is murder. I don't think that's how the law works. I don't even think that's grammatically, like, I don't, I don't even know that. 
Doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm against this. It doesn't make any sense. It should be like seeing too much can lead to murder. Yeah. Seeing too much can put you at risk of being murdered. Not seeing too much is murder. Yeah, we need a better tagline. Yeah. This always. Yeah. Why, mind reader, tell me. He tried at the end. He he desperately tried. Like, cause he was like, "Oh, I kind of read minds." Yeah. Not really. I just see visions. Just like you. It yeah. It has nothing to do with reading minds. It has nothing to do with her. See, I thought he was reading her mind in that one part where he. That would have been way cooler. See, I don't know. There's one part where he kind of. He knows her name, and he knows like. like yeah. Something else. There was a couple of things that he knew about her that he shouldn't have known. Yeah. Like her dog's name or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or that he was a dog. Or like, and like she would say, she would think something in her head, and then he would be like, "You're really sh like, oh, why am I so shy around guys?" And he'd be like, "Well, it's because you're so shy around guys." And I'm like, "Oh my god, maybe he is a mind." <laughs> I called that. No. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. The scroll though on the cover, the one who I'm assuming is supposed to be Ellie. Yeah, I know you guys have probably never seen this this movie before, but Nightmare on Elm Street two, the like love interest in that movie, they really remind me. Oh yeah, it does. Don't they look alike? Yeah, it's there. Can you see it? Bring it up a little bit. Oh, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. She has darker hair. Just every time, but her facial features yeah like, when i look at it it just that's what i think of i think of her yeah all i see when i look at it is the, how like vanilla she looks like everything's just very like like khakis white shirt blonde hair she's just very vanilla yeah I didn't know in the mid, like mid 94 like i didn't know we were wearing these like see-through shirts is she wearing, also, is she wearing stirrup pants? Um, Do you remember stirrup pants? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we were still wearing those in the mid-90s. <coughs> I think she just has, like, body socks on. But I think her yeah. pants are way too tight around her ankles for that era. Don't yeah. Remember wearing tight, like, skinny jeans or leggings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like leggings. Yeah, we weren't wearing leggings then. Leggings were out in the 80s. That's not true. I wore leggings. I remember wearing leggings in sixth grade. Yeah. Well, Which would have like, been in 96. Maybe you were just 95. Out of fashion. <laughs> burn. in my class wearing leggings. Well, Riverview is not like, you know. Yes, but Penn Hill. Penn Hill's on the other yeah, hand. Yeah, it was. Okay. All right. But anyways, I didn't know we were wearing these see-through shirts with the pink bump underneath. Like, I didn't know that already happened. I thought that was a later. I don't hate that shirt. No, I don't either. I'd wear it today. Yeah. Depending on the cut. Yeah. In the fabric. I would not wear the pants. They look weird. I'm just not sure if the pants are. Yeah. I have very similar pants, but they're green. They're like an olive green. Are they leggings? Are they like Cheetos? No, they're like. No, but we know they're a thing. No. No, they're they're not either. They're sort of like a cross between the two. They're like not really leggings, but they they they're are just like button or are they elastic waist. They're elastic waist. Oh, okay. You've seen me wear them. I'm sure. 
Sorry, I don't pay attention to your pants. You should. I mean, I guess I'll start paying attention. I'm currently wearing leggings because I'm in pajamas. So I think the cover should have been, instead of her, just like this whole thing, it should have been more like this. Like this whole thing. It should have been the woods with a skeleton hand, hand like coming yeah, up out of dirt. Like that scene, her like looking ahead and then the skeleton hands like beckoning her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a that would have been a good visual. I don't think the cover artist, you know, or the titleist person read the book. The, the person who wrote the copy did, which is a nice change of pace, but they couldn't get both. It's oh. like one or the other. This time we chose the person who wrote copy. Well, we read the book, so yeah. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> All right. Chapter one. Yeah, the book opens with Ellie Anderson, who's having stopping by her friend's work after school, someplace called Alma's Coffee Shop. Did that show Alma's? Yeah. Is that the one where you said like it smelled like burgers and you were like, yes, oh, like coffee shop? Yeah, right. What what I don't understand is why he doesn't just call it Alma's Diner. It's a diner, Bob. You don't have to call it a coffee shop. They get burgers in this book. Right, I know. It's a diner. It's not a coffee shop. And there is a coffee shop in Jay's I called The Corner. Right. Yeah. So why do we need two? I guess because we have two high schools, we have to have two coffee shops. I guess. So I feel like the second high school is just like an empty building and nobody actually goes there. Yeah. It's like a shell. Yeah. Oh. People that like they want to have fake addresses or something. It just has the good football team. Yeah. It's like uh, the two when they open up the second high school in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That's what I was going for. <laughs> but that had the bad football team. Oh, yeah, they did go good. With, uh, what's his name? Before he was big. What's his, his name? Michael oh, B. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Playing Vince. I liked him in that. Yeah. So, I love. Love FNL. I do too. Uh, she was visiting her friend Sarah at work, and there's a group of kids there being annoying, and then a guy with a Canadian tuxedo comes in, <laughs> and... She also talks about how she moved back to Shadyside, like she grew up here, wow. and then they moved back, but... Born. What? She was born. She didn't grow up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. She was, like, two. Yeah. Right. Um, but she said that she's moving back because of her dad's sales job. What sales company exists in Fear Street and Shady Side, I should say? Like, what sales company exists in Shady Side? Ready, go. Honestly, I think he's a door to door salesman, and they just every time he runs out of places to go where he lives, they just move to a better place. But he works at night. Gravestones. Uh, That's why he works at night. That would be a good one. <laughs> they need plenty. They do. Although, I have a friend who works for a, a gravestone company. Yeah. And they definitely don't work at night. 
<laughs> so she moved away and now she's back and obviously like they're smart because it seems like a lot of people that move away and then move back like move on to fear street like this family was obviously like okay we know the town we're not idiots like we're not gonna move on to fear street we're gonna move on to the street next to it yeah but not on fear <laughs> so um this guy comes in and then sarah goes over and waits on him and she's like what a cool guy and i'm like okay but but no but, why? but no <laughs> Okay, but like once we find out what, what goes on in this book, like how he runs out when he sees her dad and she said she met him like once or twice. Even if she didn't remember him, like he doesn't know that she's not gonna remember him. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone in there. Like no, if you yeah. met somebody one time, wouldn't wouldn't you be like he like just assume she's not gonna remember? Nope. I would have never even gone in there. Right. Yeah. So um Ellie just gets like a bad feeling and like runs away. Yeah, because he's shady as fuck. And <laughs> then she goes home and to Rain Tree Lane. I've never heard that used in a book before. Where is it? Because in my mind, Fear Street was always kind of like the last street in town. And then it connects to like Canyon Road. And yeah, but yeah. but then like Fear Woods and stuff was on like the edge of town. Like there was no mm -hmm. other there were, you didn't have like Fear Woods and then on the other side of it there was like Rain, Rain Tree Lane. Yeah. So I had a theory that Raintree Lane mm -hmm. is an alley off of Fear Street. Well, it says here that she turned, when she left her house she, with the dog, she turned onto Hawthorne Drive and then she cut down Park Drive to Fear Street. So it's not. I guess it's it a little farther. Yeah. It has to be like around the block or something. All right, fine. But I've never heard of Raintree Lane before. That's a new one. Yep. Usually he just like falls back on his old. Yeah. Rain tree doesn't even sound like it fits in shape. No. Rain. She comes up and her dog wants to go out and like they go down all those streets and they ended up on Fear Street. Okay. I was so scared for this dog because yeah. it's a dog. Like, why would you let your dog why would you walk your an innocent dog to Fear Street, number one? Right. And Without then, a leash. And then take it off the leash while you're on Fear Street. So stupid. I know. This dog's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Especially because Bob wrote him. Right. So then, um, oh, this is where she has, like, a flashback of, like, her vision. Like, I guess this is where we find out she has visions. Yeah. And, um, she kind of has, like, a flashback where, like, what happened in her old town and, like, the first guy that she, like, was in love with or whatever. And she thought that he was... Cheating her best friend. Yeah, like cheating on her with her best friend Janine, which I mean, her name's fucking Janine. That's valid. <laughs> cool girl. Sorry. Never trusted Janine. Wow. No. So, anyways, uh, she like kept seeing these visions about them kissing and blah blah blah, but they would like deny it. And then Tommy ended up breaking up with her, and which fair. Yeah, but also they were doing it. No. <laughs> all her visions are all right. Like. Oh, you're, so you're right. You're right. They never come. They never. But maybe it was a vision of the future, and maybe she caused it to happen by being mm. a crazy person. Maybe. Maybe. Good point. But it's gonna happen either way. I feel. So um. Except that she never has visions of the future. Like she talks about how she has them, but every vision in this 
book? It's like something that already happened. It's something that already happened. Yeah. True. She talks about how she had him about the dog getting hit by a car, right. and like when her grandfather was going to go somewhere, she would like already right. be in the car. But she never in this in the book no. she never actually had a future. No, thing. not really. Like if she did, then she would have not gone to Fear yeah. Island. At some point, she should have had a vision of the future. Yeah. So um, the dog is like running away pretty far and comes back with a bone like a long bone and she's like that's not like an animal and then uh he she tries to get the dog to come with her and he just like runs the other way back to where he was going and like starts digging like this dog's like practically possessed is this a thing dogs actually do i don't think so. because in movies and books and stuff it's always a dog digging up a damn bone like leave the bones alone yeah what is that Dogs like dead stuff. They, cause like my dog, if there's like something dead in our backyard, like if there's a bird or something like that, a cat killed or whatever, or my dog always wants to like roll in it, and they, or like go over to it. But like they don't dig stuff up. I mean, I'm sure there are breeds that do dig stuff up, but why is the ground so fucking soft? This is Ohio. This isn't like maybe it's been raining. <laughs> maybe. How know. shallow is the grave? That's what I want to know. I mean, it's been buried for two years, so it can't be that shallow. No. Yeah. Somebody and- else would have found it, you would think. Yeah, and like animals. Right. Besides the yeah. dog. And like, not like knowing what we know, like, what a bad police officer. Like, how do, you, point. How do you not know how to bury a body? He should have gotten rid of the body. Maybe it was, I mean, he. I do believe him when he says that he doesn't, he didn't mean to. So maybe he was just distraught maybe. and wasn't thinking. So the dog like leaps onto this like pound, my, pound, mound of dirt and like digs and then she sees that, it's like, I don't even know what's real and what's not because she like sees a hand and then it's like sticking out like kind of beckoning her over and then but then it so there is a hand but it's mm-hmm. but it's not doing what she's saying it does I don't know um so then she runs out to the road and um jumps into this like random car and it's like take me to the police station it's it's the kids that were the, in the, the annoying the coffee kids. shop yeah I know she didn't know them I don't think they were that annoying no they but she they were saying oh yeah Sarah was making fun of them but I they seem not that bad. No, they weren't. Like, I was expecting them when they came up to her the next day. I was like, oh, here we go. But they just didn't know what happened. Right, they were normal. Yeah. Like, I was just like, don't bring them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, they take her to the police station, and then she is, like, telling the cops about it, and, um, the main dude, the cop, the first one that she comes to is, like, if I send you back there to, like, tell him, it better not be a joke. I'm like, oh, my God. Someone's reporting a body. It's not a joke. Right. Like, I don't yeah. Know right. Exactly. Like, On Fear seen- Street and Fear Woods, not a joke. Yeah. No. Like, everything that happened here, everything that's happened in this town would not lead you to believe that it's a prank. Really, that cop should have been like, all right, we already got somebody out there looking at another pile of bones. We'll have them look at yours. Right. 
finish. He seemed to be paying very close attention to that area later in the series, in the book. Like, I don't understand why he wasn't like, oh God, nobody find this. Like, he should have been paying much closer attention to it. Agreed. So, I don't understand, like, why they didn't believe her and then No, I don't remember. It happened in my head, but it went away. But anyway, so she's like, she wants to talk to the detective, and then um, it ends up being Sarah's dad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's go see, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. I don't understand why they didn't believe her, and then I... It just made it seem like, in my head, I was like, oh, God, they're going to just be like, oh, what, you found a body in a cemetery? Ha, ha, ha. Like, and then she was going to have to, like, try to prove that there was a body there for half the book. That's where I thought that was going. Yeah. I know. I was like, <laughs> if someone says there's a body, go fucking look. Yeah. Yeah. I there there was some weirdness of like she would have the vision and then not be able to find the skeleton and that's why I was I was really annoyed for kind of similar reasons I was like shit is this one not having happened yet and she's just imagining something that happens later and two is it like a like unreliable narrator situation because fuck that in these books like it's those never end well it's like that goddamn book where it was a fever dream oh yeah well i couldn't figure out like yeah and then that's the first at first i was thinking like they're not even gonna go out and look because they're not gonna believe her and then they went out to look and then it seemed like she couldn't find it i'm like oh now they're not gonna be able to find it and now it's not even really there i'm I'm just like i'm so glad it was there it was there yeah there. there is actually a skeleton i didn't understand why I mean, I do, I guess, at the, now that we know the whole thing that happened, but it seemed to be like, he was like, I want to know, like, how you came across this. Like, yeah. you found the, the fucking thing was sticking out of the ground. Like, anybody could have came across it. Especially since she was in Fear Woods. Right. So they go and they do find it. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'm just. Do you put page numbers next to your notes? Yeah. You're so well organized. Yeah. That way I know when we're talking about it, I need to like bypass over it or whatever. Huh. Um. So they find it and they like call out like a whole division of like forensics and detectives and I was like, well, this is CSI. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, trying to make it sound legit. I like that. So then, um, yeah, he definitely took it seriously. That's another reason why I think he was a Fear Street cop. But also, I I don't understand, like, why. I whatever. Yeah. He should have been like shit, 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 shit. But he was like Sarah said something about how like he yeah yeah hasn't even come home and I don't think he was in the station that whole time I think he yeah. was out to like look for that button and they couldn't find it yeah I don't know how they couldn't find it like 
Was it? Really it's a tiny button. Yeah, I can't believe they did find it. No, the police. I can't believe the police didn't find it. Like they find, they'll find every goddamn bone. If you bury a skeleton yeah. in the ground, they will find every True. little finger bone. True. And then they sift that shit, like get every little piece. True. So like, there's no way they're gonna find a button. They're looking for anything like that will tie to the murder. How do they right, not find right, right. right over there in that hole? How do they not find the button? Like they don't just be like, oh, here's like most of the skeleton. Let's go, guys. Yeah. Um. So he's like, go home, and she won't go home for whatever reason. And then what? doesn't she go? I home? don't know. <laughs> and then, and although he shouldn't have said go home, he should have had a cop take her back to the station to get like a statement, and then call her dad, which they mm-hmm. never do, right. so she can give a statement. Like, does her dad even know that she no. found this body? She- Not until she says. Oh, she tells him yeah. when he's reading the paper, yeah. and I'm like, um, she's a minor. They cannot talk to her without his presence and knowledge. What the fuck? Yeah. I was so mad about that. So, she's like, she just wants to argue about it, and then, um, she, like, ends up, I guess, behind the tape, and there's a whole bunch of people there, mm. including, like, everybody that's been in the book so far. <laughs> and, uh, Sarah's there, and and the Canadian tuxedo guy named Brian. Being all shady. Yeah, like staring at her and being all weird. And um, then they see them like pull up like a piece of cloth, like clothing, and it's like red, and then Sarah just like passes out. Oh yeah, she just drops. Yeah. And that then at this point is when her dad comes over and makes Ellie go home. He's like, get, you're going home. Bye. Bye, girl. And this is exactly when I remembered what happened. Okay. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Yeah. I, this is when I, like, started thinking the first part of it. Like, at this point, I was like, oh, well, it's obviously the sister did it even though you didn't know that she had a sister <laughs> okay so it wasn't right here it was whenever the next day i guess when they said did you, you think miss it was sister? her mom because her mom was dead because they both only have dads they talked about how they both only have dads yeah so maybe you thought it was her mom no like i at this point like not this point the next day when they say like well sarah's sister's been missing oh i was like oh well she obviously did it Sarah. But, oh, you thought Sarah did Yeah, it? and then when Sarah at the end, Sarah was like, kill, like, you know, that was like the first non- that was such a fake. Ugh. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I was right. She did it. It's like, just like, enemy sisters together. <laughs> Classic. Right, like, that's like a thing in these books. I'm like, oh, we're doing the enemy sisters again. But no. I was wrong. Mm. I didn't know it was the dad. I mean, then after that, I knew it was the dad, but up until then, I thought it was her. So, because um, he acts like he does not act suspicious, the dad. No, like, he, he doesn't acts at like all. he really wants to find the murderer. So I agree. Bob does not give it away in that respect. Yeah, but I think he does it in such a way where I'm like, no way was the dad actually acting like this. Like he's so blasé about getting caught until the end. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't buy that. There right. should have been something off. Right. Even if it wasn't obvious. Right. So, um, she goes to school the next day, and, like, Sarah never shows up, and that's when, um, those kids come back up to her, and they're, like, actually normal, and they're, like, well, you know about her sister, right? And then she's, like, I didn't know, and I'm, like, what kind of friend doesn't tell you something like that? Yeah. Because it didn't happen that long ago. Maybe she doesn't talk about it. I guess, but you would have think she would have hurt, I guess a shady guy. So you just think she would heard it, but, like, there's... So many other people to talk about. Yeah. Um, so then this is when we find out like she goes after school, she goes to um her job at the library, which I was like, yes, girl. Yes, girl. Best job ever. Is this the scene where she calls Sarah? Yeah, right before that. She okay before she leaves school that day, she calls Sarah and she doesn't answer. We had a payphone at our school. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing anybody use it ever oh my god i used it all the time really yeah who did you call my mom why like if something if i wanted to go home or like i needed her to pick me up instead oh, of riding the bus see if we were leaving early we would call from like the office i didn't want to deal with those people so i just called from the day nope yeah like if i if i was not feeling like riding the bus and want my mom to pick me up i would call her at work my mom would have killed me if I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom had her own phone. It wasn't like a big deal. No, but my mom would have been like, no, I'm working. Get uh, your ass home. I call my mom all the time at work. Um, so nobody ever used it? I never saw uh, anybody use it. In Town Hills, they definitely did. We had beepers and stuff. People were beeping each other from the payphone just to do it. I don't remember anybody ever using it. Hmm. So, uh, oh, she goes, she's at the library now, and, like, oh, that guy, the creepy guy comes in, and he's like, I want to find a book on primitive weapons. Like, that's not. Right. <laughs> that's, like, such red herring yeah. nonsense. It's like. When is she going to tell this dude to scram? Yeah. And, like, this is, like, the same thing. Like, she keeps having these, she's having these, like, doubts. She's, like, I see his face, and, like, in, like, my vision is telling me, like, to run. Why are you still, like, thinking he's cute? This is when she started getting on my nerves. So she, like, sees a vision of a knife. And then uh, she screams, and she, like, tries to play it off. Like, she saw a mouse. And he's, like, why would you scream like that for a mouse? I'm, like, bitch. It's a fucking mouse. Like, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I feel like we need to keep track of the number of episodes that you say this because I feel like you say it in every episode. Because they just their reactions to mice and, and rats in these books are un, way under. There's nothing wrong with mice and rats. When, when they're in places they're not supposed to be, it's scary. Like nope. if you're reaching for a book on a shelf and a fucking mouse runs along it, no, I'm gonna scream. It's not a cockroach. Yeah, I'm gonna scream for that too. It's just, it may as well be. It's a rodent. <laughs> they carry disease. Um, she just like runs into the back room because she has that night vision and um, she needs to just like keep running, but she doesn't. <laughs> so she like leaves the library and um, 
Did she go to her house at this point? Um, yeah. Yeah, she so. goes to Sarah's house and she's like knocking on the door and um, nobody's there. But she like thinks she sees like movement in the curtains or whatever, and she sees like a skull. So she thinks it's like another vision of the sister, or I guess she thinks it's the sister. It's not. I know. And then um. Uh, oh, then she's like being followed by fucking dude again. By a shady guy. Right, like you don't, like she she ran away from you at work and hid in the back room. You don't fucking follow her home at night. Yeah, I don't care that he's not a murderer. I don't Get either. Get there stalker. Right, like, no. Regardless of what, if he's a murderer or not, like, I don't care if he's a fucking saint. Like, dude. He's obviously not a saint. <laughs> right. He's creepy AF. He needs to go. Oh, yeah. Like, he's inappropriate. This is not how you, this is not how you do it. And then he's like trying to get her to go in the car. Did she go in the car? No, she I don't no, think she not now. He's like, come in my car, come in my car. And she's like, no, I'm gonna walk. Yeah. Yeah. Smart move at yeah. this stage. This is when she oh, goes. And this is no, this is when he's like being the mind reader thing. And she's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, oh, I heard the librarian, like, and say she goes, it. And she's like, nah. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, like, your friend at the coffee shop told me. And then, um. Did she? No. No. Okay. That's what I thought. It, well, how does he know her name? Just vision. The vision. The vision, yeah. He said she just saw, like, a pretty girl. He didn't, I didn't know if he saw, like, a name. I assume it was the vision. Okay. Because he knows a lot of things about her. Or he's yeah. like seriously he's been stalking her, even more than the books let on. So uh he's not at work. Or she's not at work. She's like, well, I'm gonna go see if she's at work. So she goes to her work and she's not there. And um he basically the, the owner says like she never called, she didn't show up. And um Yeah, the fact that Sarah was all like broken up about it, but the dad didn't seem to be is what made me suspicious. That's why I ended up being like, oh, it's for sure the dad. Like, why is he not more concerned? Well, that makes sense, but then I I I I get why you would think that. That's smart. But, like, yeah. in my head, I was like, well, he's, like, he has to work. Like, he has to go, this is, he has to find the killer. Like, he can't, like, he's a cop. He has, he's used to, like, putting his emotions aside. And this is his daughter, so he has to, like, get it together so he can catch the killer. I mean, everyone deals with shit differently. Yeah, true. So she, she's talking to the owner, blah, blah, blah. Guess who comes inside the door when she's He's in? everywhere. Right? And then, then she, she just starts, like, joking around with them, and they start, and then they have hamburgers together. And I'm like, no. Like, you told him no three times today, and he's it, still following you. It's so creepy. Yeah. So then, like, the Sarah's dad comes in, and to tell, I guess, the owner that, like, his daughter's not going to be, like, coming to work anytime soon. Yeah, suddenly disappeared. Yeah, and he, I thought he stepped over the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to be that what happened. Amazing. I know. He was like, he, he just disappeared. I was like, did he step her? And then he, and the owner was like, he just threw money down and left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is very suspicious there. I was like, I wanted her to get stiffed so bad. <laughs> 
And then, um, and then she's like, hmm, wonder why you left. I'm like, oh, because the fucking cop came in. Right. Like, obviously, the, even before I knew that Melinda had a boyfriend, I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, that was... That was so predictable. Yeah. So this is where she finds her dad. She goes to him, she finds her dad, like, reading the newspaper, and then she, like, tells him about the whole thing, and then he's like, you can't get involved, like, your mother, and she's like, what does my mom have to do with it? And I don't know, like, he... He's, like, super shady, too. Just fucking tell her. I know, right? Like, you can't just, like, half tell her. Oh, but he can. Right, he does. He's just like, your mother was killed, and, like, it had to do with when she was trying to help the police. But you're not helping the police. And then she's like, well, tell me what happened. He's like, I can't talk about it anymore today. And I'm like, grow up. So she goes and, like, gets into the shower, and she has a vision of, like, a knife and blood. It's like, this, I like this vision, because it was, like, creepy with the blood in the shower and it was like hot like filling up the tub mm-hmm. and like thick and it was nasty yeah yeah and then um she could hear her mom's voice and then but I, what is this vision supposed to be i think this is just the knife yeah just the knife well, what's the knife have to do with anything no one's stabbed no it's the the knife well the knife that was essentially the fake weapon. Like yeah, they so why found she it. About a fake weapon? So I don't know. Yeah, maybe to like clear homeboy because like the part that I didn't understand is he has his knife. Like we see it. He uses about, it. They talk about it at the end. They he says right. My grandfather was a cop. I guess it's a police knife. Right. Like, that's not a thing. No, no, definitely not a thing. But, like, why was nobody at one, like, th- like they we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about it later. Why didn't her vision know better? It's imperfect. Her vision should be all-knowing. Know- I agree. So her vision should have been, like, should have been showing her police badges and, like, stuff like that. Not a knife that has nothing to do with even the crime. Like, the knife that was planted. I agree. Because it makes her think that the knife's the murder weapon. I very much agree. Yeah, so that was dumb. Um, okay, I don't know why I wrote this, what? but at some point I wrote, you'll learn, Ellie, and shady side, everyone is voted most likely to die. And I just want that to be the tagline of a book. <laughs> okay. It could be like a senior superlatives. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, the yearbook Fair Street Seniors oh, yeah. should be in Shady Side. Everyone is voted most likely yeah. to die. No, there should be like a, a a book called the Yearbook or something it has to do with the like, Yearbook Committee. Like, why <laughs> is there a book called the Yearbook? I don't know. And then it has something it should be. Yeah, and it has something to do with like somebody killing off everybody who's voted like most successful <laughs> or whatever. All the superlatives. And then... Biggest flirt. Yeah. Suki Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary Brandt? Yeah, well... Justin <laughs> Stiles? Ty? Most uh, likely to succeed. Uh, Lisa Bloom. Don Rogers. Don! No! <laughs> Don Rogers. Yeah. 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 Y
Dude, that girl. Lisa is, Bloom. Her. No way, Lisa Bloom is going to annoy somebody with yeah. all of her damn questions and get murdered. Dawn's going to step on whoever she has to step on to get ahead. True. Lisa Bloom's going to be like, um, excuse me, um, do you think it's okay if I like have this promotion? And Dawn's going to be like, you don't fucking give me this promotion. I'll tell everybody you're sleeping with the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it like I wrote in here at this point. I wrote this power is much more intricate than Bob's usual. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of moving parts. It's it's not like him. Oh, and two separate days this guy wore a Canadian tuxedo. That's all he owns. So maybe, yeah, but then now that I know the rest of the story, maybe this has one outfit. I think he's been living in the woods, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is, I also wrote, if you are a psychic and you feel a strong feeling that you should stay away from somebody, why are you having burgers with because he's cute. Yeah. And um, at this point, she goes, she, she says, uh, my dad will have a cow. And I'm like, that's so 90s. It is. <laughs> but I think, a cow, man. I don't know. Don't have a cow. That's what he's mean. Ask Bert Simpson. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, she's trying to, like, she has this vision, the night vision that's fake. And um, and her dad's like, she's like screaming her head off, and her dad's like, hey, the phone. <laughs> He's used oh, to are it. Are you okay, by the way? She's just like, <laughs> yeah. the fucking dude calls her after all the stalking he did today. Then he fucking calls her. She did not give him her number. So there's that. So then she's like, tell him I went to bed, which Finally. The only smart thing she does about this guy in the entire book. Right. And doesn't get in the car. That's, she didn't get in the car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I thought she was going to get in the car. So, oh, this is like where he still won't tell her about the mom. Because she's like, I, I had Yeah, he was so weird about it. He mm-hmm. was, like, he like went from being like, I don't know. Yeah. So then, this is where I was like, she goes to the library and she's like, I have to like look something up for uh, school, but you know, and, and it's obvious that she's going to go in there and like start researching. And I'm like, yes, you're finally being smart. <laughs> so she like looks up um, her mom oh, wow. and she figures out like, yeah, what happens. And then, and she's like, murder, a murder has to be on the front page, right? I'm like, I mean, it depends. It's shady side. I mean, you don't know yeah. what else is going on at that time. If this was another small town, sure, but not so much. Murder's like, for, I think, like, other, there's other things that happen in Jay's and they're, like, way more shocking. Agreed. Like, they're like, holy shit, like, someone's house burned down? Like, that's, that never happens here. Honestly, in Shadyside, I think they're like, listen, these families have lasted more than a year on Fear Street without dying. They get front page news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Murders, back of the newspaper. Yeah. So she finds uh, the newspaper article, which basically tells her that, like, she was there when it happened, and it was mm-hmm. on Canyon Road, and she gets, her mom just gets it stabbed right in front of her. And they never really mention this again, and I'm like, uh, maybe we need to unpack this a little bit, because you witnessed your mother's murder. Yeah, but and she just, she's like, I don't remember it, and then that's it. Yeah, she's she like, never eh. remembers it, which is good, I guess. I, I do get it, but that has to affect you some way. 
Maybe that's why she has vision. But she doesn't look up. This is where I didn't understand. She doesn't look up the sister being missing. Oh, yeah. She, like, doesn't know anything about that either. So why wouldn't she look that up? Good question. So then oh, she, like, skims ahead, I guess, like, a couple weeks or something. And then they say that the murderer was captured. And I thought they were going to come back to this. Because they, they were, like, saying, like, they found, like, tons of evidence. Like, bloody clothes and the knife. And I thought, like, it was planted. Agreed. But... I thought it was going to be connected to yeah. the dead body. It seemed like if they're telling us about it, there's a reason for them telling us about it, but no. And then, like, okay, is this grammatically correct? Wilkins's? Wouldn't it just be, like, Wilkins with the apostrophe after the S? No, because their last name is Wilkins. Yeah. So it would be Wilkins's. Because, um... But it's not plural. It's just their door, the doorbell. Oh, wait, they have the apostrophe after? Yeah, I don't understand. What did you see? W-I-L-K-I-N-S apostrophe. Yeah. What's this S-E-S? I don't know. Like, they use it, like, after the after they use it here for the first time, they use it the rest of the book. The Wilkinses. The Wilkinses. The Wilkinses. I'm like, I don't think that's grammatically right. It's not. But I'm not, like, grammar police. So. No, I don't think it's correct. Okay. So, she... goes back to the um Wilkinses and <laughs> she's like ringing the doorbell and no one's answering and but she just like goes in and then she thinks she's dead on the bed but she's not and then um I think she thinks she's dead and not sleeping yeah <laughs> she immediately goes to dead, dead. right right <laughs> of course she does on somebody laying on their bed and thought dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> if they were dead I would have fucking shocked the shit out of me they're lying on a bed. What? Why would you not go to sleeping? I don't know. That is what one does on a bed. If her eyes were open or something. Maybe yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. So then she's like, where have you been? And why aren't you answering the phone? And she's just like, uh, you know, I'm just really upset. And my dad is like barely here. And my sister. And then blah 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 yeah and she's like falls asleep and then so then ellie goes across the hall and goes into melinda's room which is like just like it was when she left but not just like it just like it was but also like somebody's cleaning up in there too like she doesn't talk about how there's dust everywhere like someone goes in there and who has a picture of themselves i get the feeling melinda was really full of herself maybe (laughs) i guess there's definitely characters in this book that would have a picture of themselves but like not this book, I mean this series. This series, yeah. But like, this girl has a picture of her her school picture in a frame on her own dresser. That's yeah, a little weird. Unless maybe like her dad put it in there after she died because like he didn't want to look at it as a reminder that he, you know, like that he murdered her. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it for people who may not have read the book, but. They're listening to this, they're being spoiled. Eventually. Also, this book is like 25 years old. Yeah. What? Is it? No, but seriously, like, what is the statue of limitations on spoilers? Definitely less than a decade. Yeah. So, after 10 years, I can spoil anything? Yeah. 
Like I can now spoil the Hunger Games for people. Yeah, you can spoil the Hunger Games at this point. Okay. There's been movies. There's like it's just if you don't know that you could. I mean, I think you can like not be a dick about it. Like if there's a 15 year old who obviously was you know not old enough to read the Hunger Games 10 years ago, maybe don't spoil it for them. Right. If they're like, oh, I'm interested in reading this book, and you're like, well, just so you know, this is all that happens. What's her name dies. But we're literally a podcast that talks about the book. Right. So uh, she picks up a pi- the picture and like, has a vision that does nothing for her. And then um, <laughs> she just like runs out. The glass shatters. She drops the picture and she runs out. And you then fucking Brian's there again. You think she's better with these visions? Like, she's had them her whole, her whole life. Why is she not able to handle them more? Yeah. I don't know. I think they just it, it, I think it's the way they're described is just like she doesn't get to decide. It just it I shows her what it wants to show no, her. No, I don't even control them. I mean, she throws oh, them on the ground, runs, runs out of the she's house. She's like so scared. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense if she had closed her eyes, taken a couple deep breaths. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like something. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm freaked out, but also I've done this before. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see the shower one because it was, like, literally filling up with hot blood burning her, okay. and, like, that's scary. Like, a and knife, and you're in the shower, you're really vulnerable. And the, the one later where she feels like she's being buried alive. Yeah. Like, yes. Okay. But most yeah. people, it's just an image. Right. Yeah. I guess, like, she's, they, I guess Bob's, like, she saw a skull. That's fucking scary. But she's seen them. I know. But, like, it's just, that's like, he's, like, people see skulls, they fucking run. At some point, it stops being scary. I know. It's like, what's it called? Like, when you're afraid of something and you're exposed to it over right. and over again, you quit being as afraid. Like, conversion, not conversion. Like, that's it. Aversion therapy. Aversion, yeah. yeah, I think so. The, yeah. the other one is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Aversion therapy. Uh, um, so she like runs out and then. Uh, are we really this far into the book already? Yeah. Like, nothing has happened. I know. So, she, like, runs out the door, and then, um, she, like, there's feet, like, chasing her, and, uh, she falls, and a heavy body falls on top of her, and then she's like, it's you, and it's fucking Brian. Yeah, he, like, because of course it is. In this book. Like, I'm calling assault. Right. I, like, why is she not calling the cops? I mean, like, I am being stalked. Yeah. Every time I turn around, there is a, a guy following <laughs> me in his car, following me down the street in the middle of the night, like, showing up at restaurants, showing up at my work. He knew my name, and I oh, didn't tell God. him to him. Yeah. Not knowing that he's connected to this case, at this point, I would have called the cops. Total creep. He's a total yeah, creep. Regardless of what's going on. I would have called the cops yeah. and said, some guy is following me. Yeah. But and he's like, I just wanted to apologize about like leaving you at the thing, and he makes up some stupid story about so stupid a parking ticket. I just Although I can relate to that. <laughs> what? I can relate to that. The parking ticket. You can't get any more tickets. That's relatable, says yeah. the girl who got like three boots on her car. Oh my god, Cassie! What are you doing? Not at the same time. Well, I would hope not. <laughs> um yeah okay i'm very irresponsible with tickets 
they anyway so he's like makes up some bullshit story about tickets and um it's just like ob that that's not what he was doing because he doesn't even come back right he would like hurry up and start changing the and be like oh then he would come back and say sorry he went just fucking ditch <laughs> and then um so and then she forgives him because she's a dumbass yeah and then she's just like oh but you're cute so it's okay is this where she actually says that? Yeah. I think there's a part where she says that. Yeah, I think it's a part. So then he's like, she's like, okay, so now what? And he's like, now I ask you out. And she's like, oh. And I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and then his, after being all this creepy, right, in psycho and stalking, his, like, suggestion for a date is let's right? go into the woods nope. and rent a canoe. Nope. And row out to Fear Island. Nope. Nobody will be there. Nope. And we'll have it all to ourselves. That sounds like you're going to be murdered. Oh my God. After stalking her for like a week, he now wants to take her to a deserted island in the creepy part of town. And I was like getting nervous. as it was like leaning up to it and i'm like you know what she fucking deserves it if she <laughs> happens it's like it's on her because this is like there's no rational person in this world who would have those events happen and then this and this is go. the exact plot of many a murder mystery yeah like, exact plot so um uh this oh this is where he does the the mind reading stuff also, again, because oh. she's like, he doesn't. Because she's lot. like, I don't know if I can, and he's like, why not? And then she's like, and he's like, is it because you're like nervous around guys, and because of your boyfriend in your last in the last town that you lived in? And she's like, how the fuck do you know about that? And then he makes up a shit lie, and she's like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, well, I figured that if you're this nervous, then somebody must have hurt you. Fuck you. No. You don't like say specifics like that. And yeah, then be like, no. Hate this guy. Me too. And then um, this, like I must say, like as we're going through it now, I hate him even more. Like, and I really hated him. I think I hate him more than anybody except Corey. Yeah, Corey was a stalker too. Like I feel like he's Corey level terrible. He's like that Ross guy too, though. He was like. From friends? <laughs> now the new guy or whatever. There's too many stalkers and shady side. Too many. Yeah. So many. So um so then she's he he's like, Oh, but we're gonna like go to the lake and have a picnic and doesn't that just sound so fun no fuck and you he's like even chaz can come along and she's like how the fuck do you know my dog's name and right like, oh you must have said it no oh. you did it he's a creep and then she says what could possibly go wrong <laughs> famous last words right and then i hate her it's saturday morning <laughs> She's like, oh, t- like thinking about, oh, the, the news is on, talking about the body that was found. And then, um, you know, it says it was identified as the girl that was missing. And um, 
they do like a short interview with the her with the dad. Yeah. It, he seems legit. Yeah, even though he shouldn't. Be. And he doesn't even blame the boyfriend. Like he says, no. he brings up the boyfriend. Like I didn't understand if he was legit the guy who killed. Wouldn't you want to be putting the blame on somebody? I don't understand why the boyfriend wouldn't have been a suspect either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't find him, and it's always the boyfriend. Right. But he's like, you know, she was, like, my belief is that her and the boyfriend were murdered at the same time. And he's out there in the no, woods somewhere. That makes you a dumb cop. Right. And especially, that makes you a dumb killer. You always want to, like, blame it on somebody else. He's definitely a dumb killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what I don't understand is they didn't really resolve it, but, like, did he try to kill him? No. He never, okay, yeah, I guess they did resolve it, because when they explained everything, because that's, that, there was, like, at one point where I was, like, this is a very ambiguous thing to say, like, you got away once, it could have been that he tried to kill him, and he wants to do it again, and that's why. Oh, like, he was, like, if the body is found, well, the time of death would be so different. Yeah. So... I don't know. Well, anyways, she says the the boyfriend's name is Brett Hawkins, and, you know, they're looking for him. They want to talk to him either way. And then, so Ellie tries to call Sarah, and she doesn't answer, and she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to think about this today. Today is my date day, and I'm supposed to have fun, so I'm not going to deal with Sarah today. And I'm like, you're a bitch. Yeah, I would be like, um, Sarah literally just saw her dead sister's corpse. Come on. And they just found out it was like, like she knew it was hers, but. But now, officially. Officially, yeah, it's been announced. Like, go to her house and be a good friend. But no. So then, um, she, you know, meets up with Brian and she's nervous. And they go, they paddle out to the island and then, um, They eat, and they kiss, and then she, like, freaks out. Well, she sees the knife again. Oh, he pulls out the knife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when... the fruit. Yeah, they cut the fruit with... What does this knife look like? Somebody explain to me what this knife looks like. I don't know. I wish it was on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, was it, is it like a switchblade? Is it like a pocket knife? They kept calling it a silver knife, which makes me think like ornate and like antique. Yeah. But it's obviously not because it's the same knife that her, that the dad has. And they never talk about unfolding it. So clearly it's like a kitchen knife of some sort. Right. That's what. How did he pull it out from? I don't know. Did yeah. One of those, like, sheets in the basket. On his belt? <laughs> like a buck knife. The basket and pulled out a knife. Could have been like a buck knife, like a hunting knife. Yeah, maybe it's a hunting knife. I guess. It's a hunting knife. Agreed. So, um, Weird he enough. starts, like, cutting the apple for her, and I'm like, I don't like the way he's like, it's like Adam and Eve. I was like, don't eat this fucking apple. It's probably poison. It's like yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Was he trying to get in her pants? I think he was. Okay, like probably. Like, yeah, repopulate the earth. Oh god. So um, <laughs> she like is like I gotta go find the dog and like runs off. And then when she comes back, I thought he was like pulling a Ricky Shore. 
Because there's like no canoes. Everything's cleaned up. And like these, I'm like, I'm like, fucking dude left her at the island. I thought she was going to be stuck on the island. Just like, I don't know what he did. He like paddled around the side or something. Why would you get back in the canoe and paddle around? Yeah. Because he's terrible. Okay. It was like, it was just to be a. He's like, I see that you walked 20 feet away. I figured I'd bring the canoe to you. Yeah. (laughs) But it was like, I, it was a total rookie chore. So they were paddling back. And then um, she, I don't know, he's like, trying to get her attention and then she like whips around and like stands up and falls over she was so she also said at one point that she told him she confessed her deepest darkest secret when did she do that i don't think she does i think she thinks about it yeah i think she thinks like she's going to but then when she goes back to the blanket or whatever, he's not there, and she thinks she he ditched her. Yeah. So then she's all skittish about it, and then yeah. she's just like thinking about the night. They're like they're like paddling back to shore, and she's like thinking about the night again, and thinking about like bad feelings. Like she's like, why does my vision keep making me feel bad things about this guy? Maybe you should take the hint. Yeah. And then he's like, Kelly, like talk to me. And then she's like, no, this is just this is weird. And then she like whips around and whips herself right out of the canoe somehow. Because so of happen? course she does. And there's nothing, like she doesn't, it says she whips around and half stood, startled, Chaz left to his feet, letting out a surprise gift. He jumped, oh, the dog jumps on her. I don't think that happens. I don't think the dog would do that. An, yeah. unba- an unbalanced boat. Seems weird. Yeah. And um, she loses her balance. She falls in. And then something pulls her down, and she's like dead. Dead. I really wanted it to be a lake monster. <laughs> I wanted it to be like the ghost of whatever. Yeah, I yeah. really, really, I, I wanted it to be a lake monster. I wanted it to be the ghost of those people on that boat that went down in the like cyclone Ooh, thing. Oh yeah. Oh, like there is a yeah. 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 And stuff. Definitely. But so then um, I just assumed it was like seaweed, and she was freaking out for no reason. Yeah, but but somehow he wants to. Brian wants to incriminate himself. <laughs> he's in the water when she comes out, and he's like, he's like dead. Yeah. And, and then a fisherman comes and like pulls them both out, and then who the hell is fishing in Fear Lake? Yeah, you see that fish are they pulling out? It's like Good fishing question. in the Allegheny. <laughs> Any of the rivers we've read. Um. So they're back on the shore. The fisherman, like, you know, makes a joke, of course. And then they're back on the shore. And uh, then, he, like, Brian tells a second incriminating story about how I grabbed onto something and pulled and pulled really hard. And she's like, you, he was trying to drown me. He's grabbing my ankle. If he's trying to fucking drown you, why would he tell you? Because uh. he's dumb. This is a very good question. This whole scene is just dumb. Just to make us think that he was trying to kill her just so he could be a red herring. Yeah. He's just like, I'm so tired. Thank you for saving me. Even though I was the one who was supposed to be saving you. Gross. 
And then she's like, what do you mean saving me? And he's like, oh, Melinda. And then she's like, Melinda's not that common of a name. I'm like, yes, it fucking is. Well, it is, but not when she just gets found dead and this guy's being creepy. I understand that. But yes, it is. Like, yeah, especially back then. It's, yeah, I know, like, at least. Three. Yeah. It's not like he couldn't have very easily known another Melinda. Right. That is a dumb thing. To but think. I don't think it's a, it, it with all the circumstances, it can't be a coincidence. I didn't think it was a coincidence. But considering how she brushed off every damn vision yeah, she had, yeah. <laughs> you know, all bad feelings, that just made me mad. I was so pissed off. So, um, she's like thinking about how he was cheating around the cops and like, or the, you know, the dad, the lieutenant, and how all the, how her visions make her feel sick about him and. Like, she's trying to talk herself out of it the whole time. Like, but he's a really great, terrific guy. And I'm like, he tried to ditch you at the island. If you wouldn't have came back, he was leaving. <laughs> he really was. He was. I'm convinced of that. I feel like he just went back for the dog. He was like, it's a cute dog. Maybe I'll go back for the dog. It would have been rude to leave the dog. Right. So, um, she goes to the police station after she gets a shower and stuff. Because she's just like, she wants to talk to Sarah's dad about it. And then she's like, uh, she starts thinking maybe this is the boyfriend. Maybe, what's his name? Brian is Brett. Yeah, which obviously he is. And then she's like, I need to know about Melinda's boyfriend. He's like, Brett Hawkins? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, well, they have different names. (laughs) Yeah, because nobody can tell you a A fake name. Come on. Right. And then um and then he shows her a picture and she's like, okay, it's him. And um did she tell him then? Oh, this is where she she sees a vision. Like she she realizes it's him in the picture and then she instantly sees a vision of this tree and a hole in the roots where the knife is or whatever. And I'm like, why is her vision being a red herring? <laughs> like her vision is showing she sees Brett in a picture and then her vision's instantly showing her the like the planted knife why put those two together I don't know I don't understand why the knife is even there I don't either like the knife didn't help them get to the murderer at all at no point did that was that evidence that led to anything well I think he was he saw him with that knife like previously while they were dating. So he was like, and he was like, I, that's a police issue knife. Like, I have one laying around somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he was trying to frame him. No, no, I get yeah. that. But why is she visioning it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, her vision's like trying to throw her off. They like, right. Investigation. They don't have that. Well, this is this is why I say like it should have been used to clear him because the knife that they pulled out was covered in rust and dirt and had been there for two years. But Brian literally just used his knife that afternoon. Right. Like it's clearly not the same knife. But she there. didn't put two and two together. Wow. She was like, "Oh, that looks just like Brian's knife, even though it's like clearly not the same knife." And even, like if he wanted to get rid of it, you think he's gonna go back to where the body was and hide it there? Yeah. 
Like he would have thrown it into the freaking Deer Lake while they were there. Right. So anyways, um, she, did they, is this where they go? She sees the vision and she sees the hole and she puts her hand in the hole and then the, the knife is there and her dad and the dad's like, you know, Melinda was stabbed. But she wasn't, yeah. And then and at um, some point the newspapers are going to say that. Like at some point her cause of death is going to get out. Right. You can't keep telling this lie. And then she's like, um, I know where the murder weapon is. So he's like, well, take me there. And then um, they go to the, they go to the crime scene or whatever. And then he makes her put on gloves, which I was like, wow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then she reaches her hand down in there and grabs a knife and they put it in an evidence bag. And then he's like, oh, I don't know why he killed Melinda. He's like, I mean, I can't believe I've been wrong for two years. I thought he was murdered too. And he's like, she's like, but I know where he is. And then she like tells him everything about. Why did he think he had been murdered too? Who did he think murdered him? If it wasn't him. Yeah, why is he pressing this story? That's why I didn't think he did it. Because he's just like way too like. Oh. I don't understand this. They're like, he's yeah. like innocent in this book to be the one that did it. He's just dumb. He doesn't, he like has this, this idea in his head, right? That like people will suspect, it's always the boyfriend. Mia suspects the boyfriend. And like so. Like he doesn't want to be the one to point the finger at the boyfriend because he thinks it's going to make him look guilty. Maybe. So like if I say that I think the boyfriend's murdered too and like somebody else comes up with the conclusion it must have been the boyfriend. Yeah. Then it makes me look innocent. Right. Yeah, I mean, what he should have done is blame the boyfriend and be like, that's why nobody can find him because he left town. Until we find proof of otherwise, like, this guy's wanted. Until we find, like, you know, proof of foul play against him. Agreed. We're going to go with the theory that he knows something, at the very least. Yeah. So, uh... She goes back to Sarah's house and she's like telling like telling her about, you know, Brian, the guy at the diner. Didn't you recognize him? She's like, I only met him like once. Yeah. That's I I didn't understand that. I had written that earlier because I knew from the beginning that that's who he was. But I didn't understand why Sarah wouldn't recognize him. No. I mean, I guess it does make sense. If he went to lengths to change how he looked and she only met him a couple of times. On the other hand, I still wouldn't have taken the fucking chance. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, like, talks to her. I know. Right. Like it's just... um, So then she goes home and this fucking guy's in her house. In, yeah. In her house. Inside of it. Inside. Not waiting right. on the porch. Inside. Yeah, like, in the dark. Yeah, he's just He's like, I picture him on an armchair and he just like slowly turns it around. <laughs> oh, I picture him in an armchair next to a light, like a mom oh, in like, where have you been? 
He's like the mom that's waiting up for you when you sneak back into the house and every sitcom. Oh. And then it's like this really like odd scene of him like holding her against her will and like yeah. yeah. He is He threw bad. her on the couch. He like yeah. literally shoved her on the couch. He has his hand over her mouth. This is a really hard scene to read. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was so Especially angry. after all the stalking. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable with this scene. And then before she can even, before he can tell, like, all he really admits to is that he told, like, he lied about his name and that Melinda and him were going to run away together. And then, like, the cops, before he can, like, say anything else, like, the cops show up and um, they arrest him, right? Okay. Well, the dad arrests him. Yeah. Because he's apparently the only cop out, like, in Shadyside right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the one that always shows up. Right. So then she goes back home and gets a bath, and then she, when she gets out, her dad's like, you know, Brett came, like, Brett got away. Like, they called. The police called and said, Brett got away. They want you to come down to the station. And then this is when her dad's like, but you're not going because, like, we're not getting involved with the police because your mother. And she's like, but I'm not going to tell you about your mother, but your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Not to tell me. Yeah. Again, he was very weird. He was like, no, we're not going to talk about it. Okay, I'll tell you. (laughs) He's such... He, like, did a complete 180. He had the weirdest, like, reactions to things, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, you can't go to the police. I hate the police, but, um... Right, I forgot. Isn't somebody coming to try and murder you? What? I, it doesn't matter. Just the, the police. Right, but also too, he was like, "No, you can actually. You know what? Why don't you go outside by yourself, by yourself. to right. start the car when there's a guy wandering around who knows where you live, who's already come to your house? You go ahead. Like he's so weird. The dad's like so weird." So he tells her that the mom was killed because she was, like, helping somebody who, um, like, she had a vision and she, like, went to the police about it, about a guy who, like, killed his nephew or something. And then, uh, but they had to let him go because there wasn't enough evidence. And then he found out, like, who accused them and he, like, like, tracked her down and killed her. And so she was, like, he was, like, she never went to the police. there was a ton of evidence. Yeah. There was, no, a ton of evidence once he killed her. Oh, okay. But there wasn't enough evidence against him to kill him that he killed his nephew. All right. So then, um, he's like, if your mom, like, never went to the, like, after she saw the vision, if she never went to the police, then none of this would have happened, and she's just like, but she had to go to the police, because you can't just see somebody killing a little kid. Yeah, like. Fucking police. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, true. He's like, let's go. go. He's like, you go start the car. And I'm like, no. <laughs> he, does he want his daughter to die? Does yeah, he hate her? Maybe. Is that what's happening? Maybe. That's why, I'm, like, maybe he's supposed to be the killer. Yeah, I, he was, I, I low-key suspected him. This was, like, one of those times where I was like, it can't be. Like, it cannot be the dad. Maybe it's her dad. He's acting very weird. I think he's just weird. Yeah, no, for sure. He is, yeah, just weird. Um, so she goes to the cops, or she goes to the police station, and then, um, you know, the 
the you know lieutenant was like is all like okay now have a vision like right have to have a vision why does he want her to have more visions what if she starts having a vision like you killed your daughter but he's like totally pressuring her to have a vision she's like i can't just make myself have a vision and then somehow she does have a vision and all she sees is gold like bright like the sun gold yeah just the brass that's a shit vision your visions suck yeah, this was not a very good vision. Being pressured. I guess. So her father drives her home, and then um, she, like, sneaks out and goes to Sarah's house to check on her, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she should have done that way sooner. I know. She like, decides, like, oh, my friend. Oh, yeah. I forgot about her. So she goes up to the... Uh, her fr- she knocks on the door and like oh, it's just open again or whatever and then she goes upstairs and um she hears like breaking glass and she it's melinda's room and so she goes in there and there's like she's like trashing the room and she's like what are you doing and then she's just like you don't understand i hated her i killed melinda yeah classic fear <laughs> you know, I was like, I was right. It's evil sisters. No. No, it wasn't right. <laughs> Sarah just doesn't understand yeah. what killing somebody means. When I said I was right, I then I looked at like how many pages were left. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way there's this many pages to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, a part of me was like, wow, I don't know why I didn't see this coming. That's classic Fear Street, but also way too soon. Bob doesn't give answers until, like, the second to last paragraph. Right. There's, like, like you, you find out who the bad person is, it, it's over, and then there's, like, a space, and there's another paragraph about, like, the next day, and them joking around. Right. <laughs> That's how all these books the end. Just happen. Right, right, right. In a very inappropriate way. Right. <laughs> So then that's the end of the chapter and um i wanted the book to just end there but no agreed and then uh <laughs> the, i actually liked the end i didn't want it to end there she goes into this explanation about like how you know she was jealous of her sister and then when she found out that they were gonna run away together why would they have to run away her dad didn't like him gosh okay oh your dad didn't like brett oh dad and melinda had a fight he told her she couldn't see brett anymore uh, okay did the dad have a very unhealthy relationship with his daughter? And did oh, yeah. Else, did anybody else think it was a lot darker yeah. than they talk about in this book? Maybe. Because Maybe it was, and like his editor was like, you can't do this. Like, I mean, Sarah even kind of, like, she's like, when Ellie goes, your dad doesn't love you, and he, she goes, not like he loves Sarah, or not right. like he loved Melinda, and I'm like, oh, God, what is yeah, happening? Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. So uh, they were, made his plan to run away together, and she was like, and then I was like, yes, like, once I get rid of Melinda, then I'll have my dad, like, all to myself. Aww. And then it does sound very abusive. Yeah. And then, um, the plan was, like, and, or she helped her save money, and, like, she was like, yes, you're doing this. And then on the day it was like supposed to happen, I don't know. The dad was like, I'm gonna come, I have to, like, I'm gonna come home early or something. And then some plans had to be changed and then go 
It was a little convoluted. It was. It was like Ellie went and met him at the mall and was friends. Yeah. Sam and met boyfriend at the mall and was like, you're going to meet her at this time. And when she like got back to the house, I think she was already gone. And then um, she's like, and that's the last time I saw her. That's why she thinks she killed her. Yeah. She sent her like to her death. Right. So what I don't understand is, so like Melinda was planning to run away f- with Brett, but she had to like pack her shit. Right. And they were going to meet somewhere. They were going to meet at the mall, but she had to pack. So instead she sent Sarah to meet him and tell him to go somewhere else. What I don't understand is if Sarah had time to go to the mall, why didn't Melinda? Like, how long does this girl take to pack? Like, just shove everything in. Right. Yeah, she knew she was leaving that day. She should have already been packed. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand why Sarah had time to go to the mall, but Melinda didn't. It just did not make sense. Why did that even have to be part of the story? Agreed. It should have just been like, I told her... I helped her like get everything ready to run away, and then she went to go meet him, and then he killed her. I never saw. I never saw her again. Right. And then the dad met her, like obviously headed her off somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that's even in here. Yeah. No. So then she had. She's like, no, you didn't. You can't blame yourself. Whatever. And then she has this vision about like the the dot, the like being buried alive. So was this girl buried alive? Did she hit her head? Did she get stabbed? Was she buried <laughs> alive? Like, what? She fell, apparently. Which she... Yeah, but then she has this vision about being buried alive. So, I think maybe she wasn't dead when she when he buried her. I think she yeah, maybe. thought she was dead. Okay. okay. But she wasn't. Okay. So, I think she actually probably suffocated to death. So she has this vision about being buried alive, but, like, also grasping, like, something smooth and in her hand something in her hand she doesn't know what it is so she's like you know i had a vision and it like oh this is where i liked the complication of the visions because she explains like how she uh doesn't really have them unless she gets close to somebody no (laughs) (laughs) what they did not make sense this did not make sense it was like no, no, no. Like, well, they, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, the only vision she had but, were about people that she was close to. But no. <laughs> why did it wait? Why did she wait so long to have a vision with Sarah? Like, they were friends for a while. Like, if the explanation was Brian, Brett, fine. But she said it was like Sarah and why did she not have it with the dad and like I don't understand like maybe it was the two of them together like their powers combined wonder twin powers activate but it just like like I'm constantly saying the magic needs rules and now he gave me rules and I was like they don't make sense Bob don't even bother okay so here's what happened she just moves to this town and she yeah. becomes friends with this girl but they when you first become friends with somebody, you don't know if you can trust them. You don't know how good of friends you are. Like, and then they get to the, when she's in the diner, I think it's when she really is like, wow, like, you know, we're really, close. we're really close now. Like I, you know, this is my She girl. just suddenly was like, yeah, like not like 
consciously, subconsciously, like she's just like, this is my girl. I don't I'm know. Right. She gets me. Like she gets me. And then knees, and then she, because she got close enough to her, then she started to have a vision. It's a stretch. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it is. I like that part because it made it more complicated than just I have vision. No, I mean, like I'm con- like I said, I'm constantly saying that there needs to be rules and structure and he tried bless his heart he tried yeah so he, she explained it to her about like that whole thing and like why she has the visions and that's why she found her sister and all that and then she's like but we need to go back to the um where she was buried because i know there's something there that i I just had a vision about. So they like go to leave and she puts on blue Doc Martens. And I was like, yeah. Gray sweats and blue oh Doc Martens. Oh my God. Such a 90s outfit. Yeah, but like they were blue, not black. Right. I was like, yes. Yes. And, um, and then she brings a gun. Sarah does. Why? Which- Do not bring a gun. There's a killer on the loose. No, I gun was helpful. Yeah. There's a killer on the loose. There's a killer on the loose. And showing up everywhere. Oh, yeah. But there's a, at this point, they think he did it, and he shows up everywhere. So he knows that they both live. He could be anywhere. So she brings the gun, and then um, they go back to the uh, cemetery, and they're, like, sifting through the dirt, and she's like, I found a human bone! And I was like, oh, my God, if there's a fucking human bone here, these are the worst forensic people Ever. <laughs> yeah. So dry. bad. And then um, she's like, we have to hurry. The flashlight's dying. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and then... Uh, Why do the flashlights always die in these situations? Do you not check your batteries? Mm. No. Do you check your batteries? I think... Nobody has flashlights but anymore. It, phones. In the 90s, batteries, like, flashlights didn't last for shit. And, um... Whatever. Then... I, like she like finds it like I don't know she she like reaches her hand in and finds something a button a gold button. How did this girl in the world? Yeah, yeah. Her couldn't find it, but she does. I think Ellie's ghost pushed it towards her. Probably. Maybe. It's the only explanation. And then uh, they hear like the trees snapping, like you know sticks breaking or whatever like someone's in the woods and then it's like it's Brett which duh mm-hmm. and right then, like, what did you find he's like what did you find what did you find and then she's like you better leave because my dad's on his way and like he's like but I want to see it why does he want to see it see like so he obviously knew about the button he was like it's the button you found the button how does Oh, the vision. vision. Yeah, he saw the vision. Again, I think he wants it because he thinks it's going to clear him because it's from the... You don't think he knows it's the the dad yet? No. So then uh, she has another vision about, like, the whole murder, just, like, Melinda fighting with somebody and uh, grabbing onto a button... And then um, he Brett's just like, I need to see it. Let me see it. And then the police show up. And then, well, just the dad shows up. Yeah. And then he's like, 
you guys like go in the car like i'm gonna like take him into custody he's not getting away this time and then he's like co like cops his gun like he's gonna shoot him and she and then all of a sudden like the gun goes off and but brett's not shot it's <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like uh the raven boys yes did he like give his body and hands and mind to caves water maybe <laughs> except for it's really the gun that went off is the daughter's gun sarah shoots her dad right in the shoulder and she's like he's like why and she's like i figured it out you came home the night and you were freaking out about your uniform and i recognized the button and then he just confesses he's like it was an accident. Because, of course, he has his Venezuelan monologue. Right, he has his Venezuelan monologue. He's like, it was an accident. I didn't want her to go with him, and I pushed her, and she hit her head, and then he's going to, like, shoot Brett again, and he pulls the trigger, and then, not, then this is where he must have gave himself the cage water. Yeah. Nothing happened. Right. Like, yeah. Because, like, how is this cop, right, this lieutenant, detective, yeah. how is he such a bad shot, but his untrained 16, 17-year-old daughter can hit her father? Like, I don't understand why she's such a good shot. Or, I assume she was standing, like, pretty close behind him. Maybe, but they also made it sound like that he was really close to Brad. He was like, he pointed it at his chest. Like, yeah. I feel yeah, like that's know. not like from far away. I guess you're supposed to believe that like, since he's like losing blood so fast, he's like, yeah. Losing, like, yeah, um, maybe. He can't, it's like, that's his shooting arm. Yeah, maybe. So then, uh, He just like collapses, I think, and then she runs to get the um like to the police car to call the radio. Yeah. And then um this is oh, this isn't the last text. I still have more. Oops. Okay. It's just them making out. Uh yeah, and then well, this is what she's just like, what should I call you? Brett or Brian? Call him pre-call and get out of Don't call him anything. Just leave. Oh, and then she's like, well, I just don't understand, like, how you knew who I, like, like, how you knew who I was and, like, why you kept following me around. And then he's like, because I saw you in a vision. And I was like, this is so not necessary. No. For him to also have the vision. And he's like, if he has the visions and it's his fucking girlfriend, you should have figured this out a long time ago. Yeah. Why was this vision telling him shit about Ellie? I don't know, because his visions are romance. Uh, <laughs> like, centric, I guess. And he's like, I'm kind of a mind reader. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> you're nothing like a mind reader. That's not what mind reading is. I have visions. Not what mind reading is. And then she's like, I had a vision that, you know, Melinda was asking me to come and help her. And then you were there. But I didn't know who you were, but you were just so beautiful. 
and I knew I had to come back and shave the shady side and find out what happened to Melinda and protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. I thought he like wanted to find her because she he knew she was the key to solving everything. Yeah. What he should have been but doing. But no, he was just there trying to protect her. Which ugh. Yeah. What he should have been protecting her from was him. Right. And she should have been like, well, you're, you did a shit job of protecting me because actually I'm the one who protected you like multiple times from dying. <laughs> so fuck off. Goodbye. Sarah protected me. Right. And you. He did nothing to protect her. No. And then, uh, He's like, when I met you, I knew you had powers, too. How did he know she had powers but she didn't know he did? Maybe his, he's more refined. Maybe he really is a mind reader. And Bob just didn't explain it. Yeah. He, I think he must. Because, like, maybe that's how he knew about the button. He, like, read her mind because yeah. she had you actually know, found I have button. somebody who's a fucking mind reader. <laughs> It would make more sense the way he's portrayed throughout the book if he was a mind reader. The only thing that doesn't make sense is the thing about him saying he had a vision. Yeah. Yeah. He should have been a mind reader. She should have been a vision person. Yeah. And then yeah, was, a psychic. Oh, like they make sense as a couple. They both have no, powers. He's still creepy. No. I'm, <laughs> no. He's, Definitely still creepy. I meant in like just like awesome. creepy with powers. Okay. So then. Um, she was like, I was so scared of you because of the knife. And then that's when he explains that the knife was from his grandfather, who was also a cop. So it's just like a standard police issue. Knife. Like, okay. There isn't. That's no. <laughs> that's it, not a thing. Yeah. Not even like back in the day. Like. like it, no. I'm Googling this right <laughs> now. <laughs> So then, um, he's like, you know, I, I saw a vision and that's why I came to the woods that night or tonight or whatever. And then she's like, well, luckily Sarah was there. And then, and then she says that, like, tells him that her mom had visions and then he says that he's having them ever since he was little. And then he's like, and I'm having one right now. Ugh. <laughs> and she's like what and he's like yeah i bet i can tell what you're thinking right now and she's like what am i thinking you're right i'm just gonna be over here dry heaving for the rest of this book okay so let's go back to this night okay cops do get knives Oh, a silver handle. None of them look alike. Oh. I don't think standard issue is a thing. Like, they all look just different. like utility knives. Yeah, like, you're going to get some sort of utility knife, some sort of... Well, maybe Shadyside has a... Sp- like, maybe he met maybe. the cop from Shadyside, and they all get the same one. Maybe. So it's possible, but that's very... That's very weak evidence. It's just weird. So, yeah. I mean, now that we went through it, I don't like it as much as I did I was just going to say that. (laughs) When I read it the first time, I was like, I don't really think this is 
Yeah, there's just so complexity of the mystery. This is like another one of those books where, like, in the right hands, this would have been amazing. And like, this is not what Bob does well. Like, he should have definitely explained that skeleton and corpse better. Like, stick to your bread and butter, Bob. Yeah, like the visions. Yeah, those. Like the descriptions of the visions. Yeah, that's what he does. For sure, for sure, it was not as descriptive as he typically is. Well, this is number twenty-six, so who knows? He was bored. Who knows who's writing it? So, despite me not really getting into them, I'm starting to see why Goosebumps was more popular than me because Goosebumps is all about that description. There always is a monster. There's always something gross happening. Yeah. yeah. In like immature stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. the kids are younger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so. yeah, I mean, this could have been great because we got like, we have a very intricate mystery. If he wasn't a stalker, yeah. It could have been really good. Like, there's a, like a boyfriend. Who is he? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Been yeah, like I said, in the right hands, this mm-hmm. would have been but great. Brett slash Brian screwed <laughs> it up for everybody. Yeah, fuck Brett slash Brian. <laughs> you counts. Um, I had two sweaters. Yay, sweaters! I had, how many kills were there? Just like, is that one? Technically, Belinda? just Belinda. I guess just Belinda. Okay, so just one. The romance was <laughs> Flash Brett Brian A Triangle Ellie uh. Um Surprisingly Brett Brian wasn't interested in the sister. Oh my god. Just <laughs> because Bob didn't think about it. <laughs> Yeah. If he had thought about it, that's what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God, though, because imagine about she just didn't recognize him and was like, oh, I like him. And yeah. Like, no. Boyfriend. No. No, I would never have thought so, that. At least this is better, somewhat. Okay, the Fear Street connection was uh, Sarah's house. In the woods. In the lake, I guess, in the islands. Yeah, but it's just weird that it's no Oldsmobiles. Yeah. Or now dated. 
Corolla. That's not that. I mean, they're just normal. They're How dare you? I have a Corolla. Right. Right. As I'm saying, they're not dated. Like, it's oh, just yeah. randomly picked. There's a lot of cars that have come and gone. Yeah. yeah. And he seems to pick the ones that probably don't last that test. Yeah. No. How come none of these kids drive K cars? That's what I drove in high school. What did you drive? A K car. What is that? I don't know what that is. Um, it's just like, like, basically all these different um card companies mostly like gm affiliated like chevy yeah all the the gm it was the same model but a different um different name for each like uh i forget what mine was but it was it is like something something k car like chevy something k and i I didn't know that i didn't know about that yeah yeah my high school car was a ford contour my high school car was a school bus yeah so you still don't have a high school or you still didn't have a car nope um but i do remember if you like people the cars people wanted in high school were jeeps the new vw bugs Mm. Those were like the two big ones that people like. Oh, the Jeep Tracker specifically was like a big thing. When I was in high school, it was like if you didn't have a SUV, because they like just started becoming popular, it was like everyone had an SUV. So wow. if you didn't have an SUV, you were like poor. <laughs> so then my, I made my mom go and buy like a Ford uh, Explorer. And your mother listened to you? Yeah, because I was like, well, we need a third car because me and Mama were fighting over the contour. And you then... had three cars? Yeah. Three? Yeah. Most of the time growing up, we didn't even have two cars. Well, I'm an only child. We had three or four at one point. Oh, my God. Um, we, we had, mostly we had one. Sometimes we had two. My parents each had a car. Yeah. And then like we had like my brother had a car at one point and then i got one or i i crashed his car and then he he got a new one and then i got one and uh so well me and my mom would fight we were like fighting over her car i guess like she bought the car when i turned 16 because she I, before that she always had a stick shift and I didn't want to learn on one so right. she's like I'll go but like I'll trade my it was like kind of traded in anyway so she traded yeah. it in to get this contour and then we fight over constantly so she was like I'm gonna get a third car or whatever and then I was like you're getting an SUV because that's what's cool and then she got the SUV so then we fought over that one uh-huh. fight over like who got to drive the SUV and she was like I bought this so you could have the other one like, yeah it was way cooler um, so my phone just died. I was going to send you guys a link, but the K car was a Chrysler. It was like the Chrysler family of vehicles. And the one that I had was the Dodge Aries. There's also Plymouth Reliant and a few other ones. My friend had like, whatever the Chrysler. Not attractive cars. The, yeah, no. So, so yeah. mine was also I like, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, mine was also the grossest color. It was like a cream brown color. It was not cute. Yeah. 
those are dated. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Why did none of these kids drive K cars? They were like cheap models. It looks terrible. It looks so 70s. Yeah. Not in a good way. No. All right. So, um, couldn't have any recurring characters, uh, suspects, but I thought it was Sarah. So I was wrong. I did not think it was the dad because the dad did not make himself obvious. Yeah, that's why you knew it was him. Unobvious, which is not what the normally happens in these books. The the one who killed the person's never unobvious. I mean, I remember at this point. I, I thought it was pretty obvious and predictable. Do you guys have any theories? Uh, yes. So, my first one is not so much a theory as it is a suggestion for the Three Street uh, Division. Yeah. Why do you not have psychics on staff? And you should have psychics on staff. And this girl. Yeah. Well, well she has to be. Close. Maybe when she turns 18. Well, she has to be close to the person. So that's not right. But get psychics on staff. Yeah. Um, so in addition to my theory that living in Shadyside causes superpowers, which is still part of my theory. Yeah, this kind of backs it up. Right? Yeah. I also think that people with paranormal powers are drawn to Shadyside. Like, there's, like, dark energies and it draws them in. I like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, Like, Shadyside was calling her. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last one's just a fun theory that I really want fanfic on. I'm I might have said this before too, but pretty sure Shadyside has a hell house. It's on Fear Street. Somebody write me that crossover fic. Yes, for sure. Somebody write it for me. Who like okay, so here's here's the question. You want crossover fic where you want like Buffy to come to Fear Street or is there a slayer on shady side in shady also, side yes i want both of those who things. is the slayer it's like one of the girls from bad moonlight the really black that black girl d <gasps> you she think was, she was a slayer yeah, we already said that she was a slayer they Did killed we? her though i think oh yeah but that's so yeah like, slayers was, die right like yeah. that happens yeah right right she's a slayer i love it those are all my theories um i didn't really have any theories but i do have a psa which is do not date the stalker (laughs) if a guy shows up in your house and he all the lights are off and he's just sitting there waiting for you deal breaker red flag not boyfriend material Especially if he then proceeds to abuse you, do not date him. Do not I, date him. To compound on that, like, also, if whether you're psychic or not, follow your intuition. If your intuition yeah. is telling you bad, like, this guy's bad, bad news, like, run yeah. away from him, blah, 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 listen to that. Right, for sure. Don't reason it away. For sure. And honestly, you could be wrong. Maybe he's fine better to be safe right yeah right exactly nope <laughs> oh what about ratings um, did we rate it i didn't because i i gotta change my rating i know right <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm sitting here at a solid four, but no, wow. no, I'm down. Yeah, so I'm going to give it three out of five unconnected plot points. Okay. It was okay. I, you liked it more than I did. I'm going to give it two and a half out of five family secrets. That should be freaking told, Ellie's dad. Yeah. Um, Sarah's dad. I understand why he didn't tell. <laughs> Prison. Right. <laughs> go with your gut follow yeah. your instinct that's the PSA don't be a stalker yeah oh wait I didn't talk about fashion there were fashion in this gray sweatpants and blue Doc Martens yeah you, did, you, no, you talked about that I know but I have it on our list it's fine um I'm gonna give it Three out of five Canadian tuxedos. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Very good. That's that's so good. Do we have any last thoughts? Other than... Don't date stalkers. Don't date stalkers. He's gonna hate you, Brian. So bad. He ruined the book for me. I forgot. I guess as I was reading it, like, the first time, it just... I don't know. I knew it was... I hated him, but it just... The whole, were, when we, like, actually analyzed yeah. it, I'm like, this fucking dude's back again? You were able to, like, block him out more than I was when I was reading Yeah. It. He just took over the book. Yeah, I realized that when I went, we were going back through it. He's just like, yeah. Ugh. He was one of those unconnected plot points. Like, I almost like the dad better. And the dad is a child killer. <laughs> Agreed. Like, because at least the dad, it was a supposed accident. Unless he was more than just a child killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can read between the lines there. I'm yeah. sorry, but there were some lies. Well, then if we're reading between the lines, I don't like the dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, legit. Like, I lost All my temper, pages, and right. it was an accident. And then I like Brian. I like the dad. Because Brian is fucking crazy. The worst. So, what are we all reading and watching and doing and having and all that stuff? Well, we're all reading the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Are you pregnant, Michelle? No, no. When it is 30-year-old women, that is a very loaded question. I meant food. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean babies. Good. Well, we're all reading the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. Our book club oh, I just started it. Our, I did too. Our book club is doing a Raven Boys reread. Well, most of us are rereading it. We're supposed to be on the second book. You didn't read the first book? No, I mean, some of us are, Christine's reading it for the first time. Oh, yeah. And some of us, Michelle, have still not read the last book. I know. Well, whatever. I'm just glad we're doing this so she finally reads it. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. So now we can talk about it. Yeah. I'm only, like, can you see, like, I'm only this, I'm only this far in. Oh, damn. Yeah. She's read three pages. Oh my god, like two chapters. Okay. Um, I don't know where I am because my phone's dead and I'm listening to the audiobook, but uh I'm further than that. So what else are we doing other than reading Raven Boys? Anything else? Well wait, we're doing it so in preparation for Call Down the Hawk. Yeah. 
Maggie's next series about Ronan. Am I the only one who is participating in every game contest there is to win special editions out uh, there? No, <laughs> I've entered a few. Oh, I'm not I've entering. All of them. Yeah, what else are you reading? Anything? No. <laughs> um, I need to start that Tarnished Star the Stars for the blog tour. Uh-huh. But I haven't started it yet. I am very... I just finished um, Red Skies Falling by Alex London, which is the second book in the Skybound saga, I think it's called. Everything is a saga these days. Um, which is about a fantasy world based on falconers. So it's this world where like people train birds to, you know, kill for them. And yeah, and so, but there's this language that people can use to actually control the birds that they don't have to have training. They just speak the language and they can tell the birds to do anything. And the there's two main characters, they're twins. Uh, the girl can speak this, it's called the hollow tongue. It's like the language of the birds. And um, their dad's like super abusive and he uses the, he like th- abuses the brother to make her speak the hollow tongue. And that's like the first chapter of the first book. But uh, there's like a, good amount of political intrigue and it's an interesting magical system and I thought it was a duology so I was like prepared for it all to wrap up but it definitely wasn't and the way it ended I was like oh shit I need more um it was it was very very good also now I'm super creeped out anytime I hear a bird squawking outside my window because of like the birds in this book. It yeah. has made me think twice about like the language of birds, especially because I already find crows fascinating, like crows and ravens, because they can use tools, recognize faces, and warn their family members if danger is coming they're like super super smart and now i'm even more terrified of them i don't like birds ever since one shit on my leg when i was pregnant (laughs) that's fair like they're they're cool from afar but if they get too close to me i'm uh (laughs) that's fair i like ravens and that's about it yeah I like the idea of ravens, but I don't think I would like it in person, like, close to me. Well, like, that's I'm not, I don't want like, it sitting on my shoulder like Ronan. I mean, that's fair, because I'm pretty sure in real life, ravens will peck the shit out of me. Right. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of birds, but in real life, they can go get fucked. They just want to shit on my leg. Mm. Uh, and watching, I'm mostly just watching, like, regular TV now, because it's back. But I did just watch the um, Hulu miniseries of Four Weddings and a Funeral, and it was so good. Was it? I was thinking about it. It was so good. It's Mindy Kaling, so it's, like, very sharp, funny, sweet. Like, it had really great friendships and some like messed up shit so 
It was very good. I recommend it. There was one point where I was like, am I shipping these two characters? And it was like such a weird, like secondary characters that you would not expect to get together. And yeah, it was very well done. I definitely recommend it. Very cool. The actually the main character is from Game of Thrones. It's uh Missandei. Hmm. She plays the main character. Well, good. I'm glad she gets to be other something other than a witch. She's not, not a witch. That's Melisandre. Oh, Missandei's Danny's. Yeah, yeah. Tell them we get names that sound different. <laughs> well, I'm reading. Um... Well, I kind of put it on hold when I was reading the Raven Boys, but I'm mm. back to trying to read it also. That The Grace Year by Kim. Oh, yeah. Like it? Like it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about, um, it's sort of like the Handmaid's Tale. It's like, it's like an, it's like a dystopian that is set, I think it's set like now, but it, they are like using old traditions where like they're living in the olden days and, maybe, um, maybe it's like the movie the village yeah it's like at the end of it you yeah, find out I, it's actually modern right. times it's like very intriguing because i have to know like what this it is it's just like a village and then they and they yeah. make like, it's like there's all these stories about why they can't leave the village because there's all these like like hunters out there that are that as soon as you step outside the safety of the village you'll get like hacked into a million pieces and so like it's like to me I feel like that's all lies and there's yeah you know but who knows but anyways for some reason when these girls like hit whatever age 16 I think it is they like marry them off to whatever eligible boys like they get like this the eligible boys like come and decide who they want to give a veil to and then gross you know it's disgusting and then, but there's not as many boys as there is girls, so only, like, 10 girls get picked out of, like, 30. And then after they get picked, immediately, they send all six, all the 16-year-old girls away for a year to, like, go and live somewhere else. And, and then if they make it back after a year, because it's because they say that these 16-year-old girls have a, some kind of power, magic, and that if, if they don't, like, go away for a year, that, like, it will infect like the rest of the village and I don't know bad things will happen I guess to the men so like so what yeah so then no but like that totally sounds like a menstruation allegory yeah yeah I know so they send them away I I'm right now I'm to the point where they just like leave the village so I don't know what happens on the race here yet hopefully they start their own village right but not everyone comes back and and the thing those are the ones that start their own village right so what doesn't, make, what doesn't make sense to me is like every woman that's like living in this village has gone through the grace year, but they will not tell any like their daughters like what happened. So they have no idea. Like their sisters all went through it and everything. I'm like, come on! Like somebody when they're at home would be like, yo, like let me prepare you for this. Yeah. They like, can't. Yeah, I'm. Try- I want to know why they why they don't. They're they like. Like maybe there's like a like a spell or a curse or something. Like yeah. They don't remember what happened. Or they're just if they try to talk about it, like something happens. Maybe, but like I'm yet to see any real magic, so I don't know if it's just all made up or I don't know. I guess we'll find out. It's cool. It's a cool concept. I like it. I mean, it's infuriating, but I like it. 
watching, um, I watched, did you guys watch that, that series on Netflix called Unbelievable? Yeah. It, like, just came out last mm -hmm. month. It's so good. I watched it in, like, a night. It's, um, about, like, this girl who is, like, raped by a stranger, like, oh, right in the middle of the night, I, and they don't believe her. Yeah. I thought about it, and then I realized that I just can't right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they don't believe her. She's, like, a really young girl. Like, she's, like, 18 or something, and they, they, the police just, like, end up, like, confusing her to the point where she's just, like, maybe I did dream it. I don't know, you know, and then they're, like, they charge her with, like, false reporting, and, and then, like, three years later, there's a serial rapist in a different city who's, like, breaking into these people's houses, and, like, and there are these two women cops who are, like, investigating two different rapes, and then they end up, like, realizing it's the same guy and coming together. It's based on a true story, right? I don't yeah. Know. I yeah, it is. It's really good. Like, no, like, the first episode was hard to watch because it's just, like, I wanted to kill these older men cops. Yeah. But, like, once you get past that initial, like, part, like, it, it gets so much better. Like, because these women come in and they're, like, so, they deal with it, like, so much better and... You know, and it, you know it's going to come together at some point. So it's it's good. I'm really, I like I was like obsessed with it. You like yeah. true crime because it like goes re really goes into like the investigation and like how they how they're going to catch this guy and all the different avenues they like look into to like figuring out who he is. And it's really yeah. cool. you like true crime. Speaking of true crimes, I w I finally watched Mindhunter. Oh, oh. yes. It kind of messed with my head a little bit. It was also at the same time I was, like, watching Mindhunter and reading Capturing the Devil. So it was, like, a lot of true crime at once. And I am not a big true crime person. Oh, it's, like, a lot of serial killers, true crime, talking about, like, how sociopaths operate and it was just like definitely fucking with my head but it was really good the the other interesting thing is like it's filmed in pittsburgh right and like yeah. like my friend chris worked on it a little bit like i never really it, it like looked like pittsburgh but i didn't really recognize specific places but in season two i recognized a specific place what um either i can't no, I can't remember if it was the Benedum or the Bynum, but it was like one of the theaters. Yeah. They like went to a theater and it was like, it was like an exterior shot. I was like, yeah, no, I think the Benedum. In the first season, they go to the lamplighter. Do they? Yeah, and it's like the lamp, it is the lamplighter. Yeah. It's, like, it's set in the 50s or the 60s. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the 70s. 70s, yeah. But it's like earlier. We yeah. Used to go to the lamplighter because um the guy who owns it graduated with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So we would all that's like where we would go and she would like go say hi and like yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, you're really familiar with it. Pittsburgh, yeah. basically <laughs> just Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I like I didn't want. Did you watch the second season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't. I started it, but man, Holden or whatever is so fucking annoying in the second season. Like, he's so fucking, he's just one of those dudes. Like, he's just, he's weak. He's too weak for me. Hmm. He has, like, emotions. massive like, panic attacks. Does he have emotions? Michelle doesn't no, like it's not emotions. like he has panic attacks. He's a coward. Like, that, he's like, he wants to be a tough guy, but he's a fucking, deep down, he's a coward. I don't yeah. like characters like that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he... Uh... He's a bitch boy, in my... <laughs> I mean, definitely, after, like, what happened at the end of the first season, I think he's very gun-shy. Like, the first yeah. season, he was a lot more reckless, and he, like, just did whatever he thought. Right, and that annoyed me, too. In, in, yeah. In, con- in conjunction with this... Right. Two, Holden. I hate both because yeah. season one, he was just like so overly arrogant, confident, with yeah. nothing to back it up. Right. And then and just he doesn't have the balls to back it any of that shit up. <laughs> I like Wendy. Oh, I do too. She's I like, like storyline. I like everything about her. Yeah, she has definitely the like. She should be confident. She knows what she's doing. She has the balls in that series. Right, like, for sure. Not him. Yeah. I was he's like the star of the show, like like of the like yeah. that they have going on there down in the basement. Like he's yeah. the shining prodigy. Right. Him. Yeah, I mean I in the second season I was more annoyed by the other dude because of like his storyline was just insane. And the fact that he was putting work before his family with everything that was going on like you should not have been on the road like you should not have been dealing with any of that you should have been home right i'm team his wife for what she did at the end like she should have done that way sooner what did what are you reading Besides Brandon Boyd, um, so I started reading Hunted by Darcy Coates. The reading I've been listening to at work, um, which is about uh, this girl who gets lost or possibly taken in um, a national park, and her friends go to look for her. And from what I can tell so far, there's something in the woods stalking them. And so you don't know what it is? Not yet. Okay. It's pretty good. It's, um, so the point of views, you get two point of views. You get Todd, who is a friend of the, so you get the brother who goes out with his, three of his friends to look for his sister. And then there's Todd, who is the brother's, um, friend, but he's like a terrible person. <laughs> He's obsessed with this, the girl that goes missing. Mm-hmm. He, like, stalks her. He's overly familiar. He also is pompous. He thinks so much of himself and so little of everybody else. Like, talking about how much better he is than other guys and how nice he is and, like, what a great guy. <laughs> Sorry. And, like, what a great guy he is. And you just, like, right now he's half starved to death and I'm really excited for the time when he actually starves to death because he's the worst yeah but I really like but the other characters and the atmosphere and like the tension is really good nice and like being stalked in the woods is definitely like it they do a good job of making it real unnerving so I'm enjoying that nice and then um, it's October, so I am, of course, doing yeah, like, my horrors. What are you watching? Like, what, do you have a theme or something? No, I don't. Okay. I was really, um, I didn't make my list. Like, I finished my list, like, Monday. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was just putting down things that I just, for the most part, either have been wanting to watch 
or haven't watched in a while and was like, yeah, it's time to revisit. Yeah. So, um, I missed the first day. I missed October 1st because I'm doing great already. Yeah. <laughs> last night I watched All Cheerleaders Die, which is a really fun movie. I think you would like it. I'm sure I would. It's really, it's a hot mess. Yeah. The movie like, is a hot mess. What it era is, is it, was it made in? Uh, I think it was made in 2012. Oh, okay. So it's not like super old. No, it's not super old. Um, I feel like there's a lot they're trying to do with the movie, but it's too much. And they like start on one thing and then they're like, we don't have time for that. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> but it's so much fun. And there's so many cool right. things. So if you don't take it too seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you'll be good. It's good. Yeah. I, it's a fun kind of scary, scary movie. It's not, I didn't find it that scary except for the villain who was definitely but not in like a monster way in a normal guy way um so i watched that and uh tonight i'm gonna watch something that i can fall asleep to because i'm really tired and yeah. i'm gonna stay up for a whole movie so i uh alien versus predator on there because it's been a few months since i've watched it so i'll probably put that on but i also decided that for the most part this month i am going to let a random number generator decide which movie on my list I watch. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. I'm like, I could never do that because I'm always like, no. Me no. too. It's no. gonna be so hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm always about the I used, mood I am in. Right. I, yeah, used to, I tried to do that with like books, like put uh, numbers in like a jar and just pick them out and have like a list. And then mm-hmm. like, I would just be like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. And just like keep pulling and pulling. Oh, yeah. Why am I doing this? Let's just pick. I'll just pick. Yeah. It takes me so long to pick my next book because yes. I have to pick the one I'm right. perfectly in the mood for. Yeah. One time I went into this big like panic about picking a book to the point where I literally like went to my bookshelf and read the first page of every single book in the shelf. Shit. I do that pretty often, but I don't read the first page of every single book. It's like, I'll narrow it down to two or three books and I'll read the first chapter or two. I couldn't like even narrow it down. I was just like in yeah. this weird headspace where I'm like, I, have, I was like in a panic. Like it, wow. it had been like two days since I read anything. Cause I still couldn't. And I was like panicking. Like, I'm never going to read another book in my life. Oh, no. And then I just was like, I, I'm going to read every, I said, I read the first page of every single book in my entire shelf until like one. And then did you find like, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, but it like worked so good because the one book that I like that like hooked me, I read in like what that night, like in one sitting. Nice. I was so it, it, like it was like one of those books. What book? Process. First, I go to Goodreads and I decide because I'm a ridiculous person. All of my books on Goodreads are separated by genre shelf. Yeah. So you decide what genre. I decide a genre. Okay. And then I go to that shelf and I go to my two reads and then I click open every single book. And then if it's not available at the library, or if I don't own it, I close the page. And then I just go to get, oh oh, yeah, there's like a hundred of them. (laughs) And then I just, and then I'll like go and I'll start one. That's a fucking process. Oh my God, that's such a process. It's such a process. that sounds insane. You do that every single time you choose a book? Most of the time. Oh my God. That's insane. I thought I had a lot of tabs on my work computer, but like, fuck. Well, I usually get like, after I have like 20 or 30 tabs open, I'll tell myself it's time to stop. 
and then I'll go through and I'll yeah, like, yeah. but if I have to close a bunch of them because they're not available at the library, like I'll go and reopen some more. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's wow. complicated. That yeah. has to be the perfect book. Yeah. I think the thing is, is I'm a little gun shy because a couple of years ago, I don't know why, but I had a really bad reading year. Like I couldn't read anything. I kept putting books down. I didn't finish I a lot. That, yeah. I didn't make my my Goodreads school. It was just a really bad year. Yeah. And I'm so afraid that's going to happen again. That you're just like, I don't want to read something I'm not in the mood for. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to read. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm having one of those years. I'm definitely not going to make my Goodreads school. I might be able to make 120. I had a really good <laughs> month this month. <laughs> I've never made my good reads goal ever in my life. So this year, I wanted, I want that like graphic where it counts, keeps count of yours. Uh-huh. But I didn't want the pressure of a goal, so yeah. I waited until I had like twenty books read, and then I made my goal twelve. And now I have like, I don't know, like sixty or something. Yeah. Um, so I have like four hundred percent of my yeah. goal. God, I hate that. I, I saw. Th- want to make a goal. I just yeah. wanted the infographic. Yeah. yeah, that I know a lot of people that do that. Like they'll say one book. Um, one of the I feel like it was one of the publishers, like novel, like Little Brown or something, posted something on Twitter the other day that was like, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent behind on my Goodreads goal. And yep. somebody responded with, I'm four hundred ahead and showed the picture. And their response was weird flex, but okay. Yeah. I like have it in my head that I can like like whenever I, the first time I ever made a Goodreads goal, I was like, I can read 75 books in a year and I can't, yeah. I'm never like, but ever since that first year, I'm like, that's my goal. Like it's always going to no. be my goal is that I want to read 75 books in a year. I average about one a week. Me too. That's about where I'm at. Me too. Um, yeah. Cassie, shut up. <laughs> I've read 85 so far and that's behind for me. Yeah. Well, All right. Now I got to see. I can't read more than. I don't even work and I can't read more than one a week. Yeah, Cassie, I, I don't know how. I, don't know. I mean, a lot of them are comics and graphic novels and, yeah. you know. I don't count the books. I've read a ton of books with Cole. I don't count. Like, I, I read that whole yeah. uh, Steps in His Heap series. We've read three Why of them. Would you you should that? count those. I don't know because it's like not. It's not Do you like, count these books? I read them, yeah. Then they I count. probably read, and I probably read 20 more books than I read. Like that I put them on there and I'm like I don't count these rereads either I count that if oh I yeah it counts. oh it counts I rereads count fear street oh. books count you are downplaying what you're saying is you read about 52 new books a year yeah in my age group because I read a ton of middle grade that I don't count <laughs> I'm just like, Michelle. it has to be like my personal goal. No. No. Like, you I don't s- count these Fear Street books. Do you guys count these? Yeah. You count yes. these Fear Street? Wait, out of your yes. 80 books you've read, these are on there. Yes. Okay, well then, no. then I've read 80 books too. Look, right there. Why don't you count them? It's a book. You read it. I mean, because it's like, I it's don't a book. You read it. I don't know why. I just don't. So then, yeah, I read 80 books. I don't understand you, Michelle. 
This is so, 10 more books. This isn't, my, this isn't my personal reading choice. Like we are doing Yes, it is. You don't have to be on the podcast. Mia and I will do it without you. Yeah, right? Although you do still have to make graphics. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I went back and looked at all of our graphics and yours are better. So yeah. you have to make them forever. I don't think they're good, but okay. They're the perfect amount of like 80s cheese. Yeah, I'm like, I try to make them like intentionally it, bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and okay. it's perfect. And it just fits the podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm not quitting the podcast, so I, but I don't, I, I'll contemplate whether I can. Start counting these towards your Goodreads goal. All right. Well, then, I, then I've made my Goodreads goal. There's no doubt in my mind. Because if I count the books I've read so far, plus all the books I read with Cole, plus these. Go home and start and updating your Goodreads list. All right. All right, guys. In November, we will be reading our bonus book that we usually do for Halloween. Unfortunately, schedules are a little hectic right now, so it's getting pushed back. We are also not going to be reading a Fear Street book in November. So you will just be getting our bonus book, which is The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. And in December, we'll be back with Reva Darby in Silent Night 3. Will she finally learn her lesson? No. I think not. Doubt it. Nope. That's all for tonight. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street and you're dead.